thinking of your book as living, as an evolving thing, as something that will develop with you as you develop as a writer is going to help you go into this phase with much more enjoyment and much more ease than can seem like at the beginning. Your book cover is not set in stone. Whichever book cover you choose, it will change as you develop. As you create different avenues in which to market your book, so too may your cover change. Or conversely, your cover can stay the same until the edge of time. Nevertheless, you do not have to go and spend an exorbitant amount of money on a cover. Naturally, human beings are drawn to what is beautiful. That beauty is subjective. And because that beauty is subjective, it is best that you pick a cover that you are satisfied with because you will never be able to satisfy every lurker who runs across your book. A point that people say, but I don't think actually mean, is that it is more important what is in that book than what is on the cover. I have fallen prey to this, and I know you have. And that is, I have downloaded books or purchased books, more so downloaded, where the cover was glitzy, but then you open it up. And you read it, and it's like, wow, this book did not live up to this cover, which is another point. Just like you don't want to write the type of prose that you cannot thereby go in there and edit it adequately, you don't want to have something so difficult for you to edit, so difficult for you to construct that it stops you from finishing your story. So too, you do not want to pick a cover that promises things that do not exist in your book. You don't want to compete yourself out of a potential reader before you even have a chance, before they even read your story. Because understand, the glitzier your cover is, the more expectation that person has out of your story. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong for a person to expect you to be Hemingway when they open up your book. But I think that there is nothing wrong with your cover matching your development as a writer. Now, does that mean that your cover should look like Sesame Street because it's your first book? Maybe, but I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, don't lie on your cover. Don't have your cover saying things that your book doesn't say. Having a cover that exemplifies your story does not have to be difficult. And it does not have to be expensive. And it also does not have to be flashy. 
If I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. I am more attracted to books that don't take themselves so damn seriously on the cover. Everything that I say on this podcast is not gospel. It's not written in blood. You don't have to sign a contract. You do not have to sacrifice your firstborn. You don't have to like it. But I think that if you are going to write a book and you are relying on the cover to sell your book more than what is inside of your book, you have things all out of order. Now, if your cover can match what's in your book, that's okay. But you as a free writer, remember, we are in the parallel society. We do not have people who create movie trailers working on our covers. So there is no need to go out there and to commission a person to do work that can easily be done by your own hand. So let's cut to the quick. There are free images on the internet in the millions. Use those. When I say use those, don't, do, can, can't. I say that as a matter of the way I choose to communicate it, not as some law. If you want to go to Fiverr or DeviantArt or wherever you want to go or Facebook and commission somebody to do it, that's okay. That's fine. But I am here to tell you, as someone who has published a couple of books now, that when you change, when, not, not if, when you change your mind, when you evolve, when you develop, when your story decides it wants a fresh coat of paint, the last thing you want to do is have a cover that was so expensive that you're just hanging on to that cover for vanity's sake. Do yourself a favor and choose a cover that you are okay with. Now, all free covers aren't necessarily... Um, you know, I'm not saying, oh, the first thing you bump into, use it. I'm also not saying that you shouldn't necessarily buy a cover. There are some covers that are worth purchasing the rights to. But just make sure that it matches where you are in life. Just like you can't afford to pay someone $4,000 to read over your book. I'm pretty sure that $500 or $700 dollars or whatever the going rate is i'm sure that might be a little steep for you to put on a book that you don't know quite yet exactly what kind of a life it is going to have so just keep that in mind i'll say it again when everybody is going left the way you get noticed is going right so it's not you recreating the wheel or trying to be special. It's just that if everybody has this type of cover and your book has a different type of cover, people are going to stop for a little bit longer to try to figure out, hmm, 
why is not this person playing the same game that everybody else is playing? It doesn't automatically equal a sale. It doesn't automatically equal anything. But what it does is it makes a person hesitate to move on as quickly. Because I'm sure I'm not alone when I see a book cover that's minimal or modest or just different. And I say, hmm, this person is not putting all of their eggs in this basket. So that means that there might be some eggs somewhere else, some Easter eggs for me to find. And I think they might actually be after I flip past the first page. After I open the book up, there actually might be something in there for me to find. Don't forget that in all of this, the writing process, the rough draft, the editing, and now covering the book, find the fun. It's easy to forget that you're allowed to have fun. Remember, this is your passion. It should not be drudgery. Now, editing, the editing phase can, can feel that way because you do have to screw yourself down a little bit tighter during that time. But if you just look at it as a way for you to kind of get some of your, you know, perfectionist tendencies, you know, met, that could be therapeutic if you look at it that way. But the cover time should be fun. Go ahead and, and let go and have some fun. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing because that's going to zap the joy out of everything. I can't have fun if I can only have a free stock image. Yes, you can. Those people exist for this reason right here. And if you choose to give them a donation to tell them thank you so much for what you are doing for me, that is why they exist. So don't 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 go into the uh don't go on Amazon and look at all the the, the latest, hottest trending titles. Because they are trying to do they are T writers. They are all running after that same piece of cheese. You do not have to do that. Another thing to consider here is stop discounting your potential readers. They are smarter than we ever give them credit for being. I'm not saying we dog readers because those are your, you know, that's what we do this for. But your reader's imagination is there and is adequate enough to color in the story that you are trying to tell for themselves. Have you ever purchased a coloring book that was already colored in? No. You want one that is empty so that you can paint it or color it or design it with whatever colors you want to see on that page. Your readers will do that as well. And as they start to give you some feedback, as you start to have people comment on the work that you do, whether it's a verbal or written 
whatever type of commentary you receive, they are going to extract things from your story that not only did you not try to do, but it's going to shock you that you even were capable of encouraging someone to be that creative in their minds. They will make you start to see your work differently than you did when you were creating it. But that's the point of it all. Allow your characters to look at the cover and see how that corresponds to your story. You will be shocked every time with the things that they come up with and how they can see far deeper than that cover can ever convey. I want to thank you guys for listening. Not only to this episode, but every episode from season one, episode 101. We are drawing this year to a close pretty quickly. I'm really glad that the Parallel Society, this, this, what do we want to call this? This series, I'm glad that this came into being because I know that there are people, if not one person, there might be another person who is where I was and who just needs this extra pride to get them one step closer to finishing their book. This will conclude the Parallel Society series. Don't be surprised if you may hear from the Parallel Society again because we constantly need to remember that just because we can see them, just because we might be able to reach out and touch them, we are really on two different tracks. And as much as I hate to be us versus them because it really isn't that, we have to understand that it, it's not so much us versus them, it's us and then them. <laughs> and the more diligently you attempt to be one of them, a T-writer, the harder it's going to be for you to deny that you're probably a free writer, whether you want to be or not. So, whether this is your first book being published or your hundredth, I want you to hang in there. And I know that it's easy to package a goal in between nice and neat uh, time frames. So we could say, oh, December the 31st at you know midnight, if I haven't reached my goal, gosh, I guess I failed for the entire year. Stop thinking that way. And if you end up publishing on January the 28th or February the 10th or April the 30th, it's okay. Just make sure that you don't stop until you are finished. And what you're going to find when you don't stop until you finish your book is that you've only just begun.